You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. There are as many ideas about who Jesus was as there are people on earth. Fortunately for us, the Gospel of John tells us in his own words who Jesus said he was. Jesus said he was the bread of life, the light of the world, door, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life, and the true vine. Jesus says, I am. Good morning. Today we start a new series entitled, I Am. When we look at I Am in itself, it's a phrase that speaks of self-sufficiency and self-existence, an attribute that only God possesses. In essence, God is saying, I am because I exist, and because I exist, I am. We'll be in the book of John, and seven times Jesus states I am, And each time he says, I am, he combines it with a metaphor that expresses his relationship towards us. It describes who he is. Today we're going to look at, I am the bread of life. Again, our main text will be John chapter 6, verse 35. But have you ever really just wanted a good sandwich For me, it doesn't happen very often, but every now and then, I want a really good sandwich. And you can't have a good sandwich without good bread. It's required to make a sandwich. And if the bread's not good, if you put too many condiments, mayonnaise, mustard, white wine vinaigrette, and whatever else on the bread, and it gets soggy before you can eat it, the sandwich itself is no good. You end up eating just what's on the inside of the sandwich. You have to have good bread. When Matt Bonner played for the Spurs, he had a whole blog that when he traveled with the team, he would speak about looking for the perfect sandwich, and it was titled The Search for the Hoagie Grail. And within the blog, he would always talk about the bread. small section of, of it was how the bread tasted, what it looked like, how it combined with the other with the flavors of the things that were inside the sandwich. But again, it had to be good bread. Now, bread is considered a staple food, a basic dietary item. A person can survive quite a long time on just plain bread and water. If you speak with a dietitian, they'll say around six months is what the average healthy person can expect to live off of just bread and water. Now they do say around three months you'll probably have some health benefits starting to to kick in, but somewhere around six months is what what you can um, expect to survive off of just bread if you're ever in, in that situation. And again, our main text today is John 6, verse 35. Jesus said to them, 
I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will not be hungry. The one who believes in me will never be thirsty. Bread plays an integral part in the Jewish Passover meal. The Jews were to eat unleavened bread during the Passover and then the feast of the seven days following the celebration from the uh, exodus from Egypt. They ate bread. When the Jews were wandering in the desert for 40 years, God rained down bread from heaven to sustain the nation. We see that in, in Exodus chapter 16, verses 4. He tells them he will provide bread for them while they're on their journey. In that text, he tells them to pick up their daily rations of bread, no more, no less, and that he would provide on the next day. And if they were to store any leftovers at the end of the night, they were not good the next day. And after a while, they complained, and Jesus provided meat for them. He provided quail, so they had bread and quail. I don't know about you, but for me, three days is about the longest I can deal with leftovers. We fix something for dinner. I can have it for lunch the next day, maybe dinner the next day also. But after about three meals, I'm done. It's time for something new. They wandered the desert for 40 days, or for 40 years, excuse me. John 6, verses 1, uh, 1 through 14, we see where Jesus fed 5,000 with five barley loaves and two fish. And there was 12 baskets of leftovers when the crowd was full and they had done their eating for the day. A few days later, the crowd went back looking for Jesus and he wasn't there. He was on the other side of uh, the, the sea. So the crowd wandered around and they finally caught up with Jesus. And in verse 26, we, we see them and Jesus tells him, truly, truly, I tell you, it is not because you saw the signs that you are looking for me, because you ate the loaves and had your fill. And he says, do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which is the son of, which the son of man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. See, Jesus began to differentiate the food there. He began to talk about the food for the human body and the food for the human soul. The soul that only what God can provide can fulfill. He's telling them, don't work for the food that only sustains physical life. Search for the food that fills the soul. He says, neither manna on the journey to the promised land in Moses' time, in Exodus 13. He said, nor the loaves in the promised land in Jesus' time, in John 6, 1 through 15, could satisfy the core hunger which Jesus came to satisfy. He says, what the people truly needed, what we need, was the gift of life, not just full stomachs and on to the next meal. He was contrasting the, the physical food needed for the physical body and what Jesus brought, what Jesus came to give 
with eternal life. You know, we hear it all the time. I'm basically good. We seek to earn our way into heaven. See, we have a internal desire for eternity. God gave us that basic desire. He instilled it in us. We see that in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. He says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, which no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. We have a desire for eternity. We have a desire that we cannot fulfill because, see, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We see in Exodus, God talks about the table of offering. He tells them how to build it in Exodus 25, verses 23 through 29, that it needs to be of acacia wood, layered in gold. It needs to have the rings. It needs to have the poles where people will carry it. But in verse 30, he talks about the bread of presence, which is also known as the showbread. He said, on this table put before me at all times. Now, show, the table of presence and the showbread speaks of provision, speak of, speaks of sustenance. It speaks of supply, not running out. Again, being ever-present. But you say, if God is my provider, why am I struggling? Why are my needs not being fulfilled? Well, the real question is, are they? We may have the stuff to make a sandwich. It may just be peanut butter and jelly or ham and cheese, and you may want a roast beef sandwich. You may not have what you want, but you have your, we have our needs being met. I don't have this. I only have that. Are we being content with what we have? Are we being glad? Are we being generous with what we have, what God has provided? Or are we focusing on what we don't have? Where are we in that daily struggle? In my life, I've figured out that when I'm content with what I have, with the situation I'm going through, whatever it may be, it's not always happy, not always great, but when I learn to be content, a lot of times God has gone, oh, you're content. Well, here, try this. Here, let's ha see what, how this situation works out. Other things are provided one way or another. Are we content with what God has provided? Are we content with what we have? Are we trusting in him for our provisions? Or do we trust in our jobs, the finances we have? I only have this, but I have to have that. My car is this, but my neighbor just got that. Where are we with that struggle? Who are we leaning on? Are we leaning on our self-sufficiency or are we leaning on God? What do we turn to when, doubt, when uh, things of doubt and, and struggle come in? Do we try to take care of it ourselves? Where do we fight for? Where do we go when doubt creeps in? Who do we lean on? Why do we continue to struggle? 
if God is our provider. See, we have a desire that we cannot fulfill, the desire of eternity. That's when we see Jesus step in. He says in Matthew 22, Jesus tells the parable of the invited guest to the wedding. And the guests did not attend the wedding feast. And when they didn't show up, the servants were told, go find whoever they could and invite them to the feast. See, when Jesus came to save the Jews, they didn't see him as their Messiah. They turned from him. So he invited us. He invited the Gentiles. He invited the rest of the world for that eternal life. And when we put our faith in him, our sins are given to him. He takes on our sins. His righteousness is imparted to us. He justifies us in God's eyes. He forgives us of our sins. And he fulfills that desire for us to be, for us to join him in eternity upon our death in this side of eternity. You see, Jesus, he is our bread of life. He is our provider. He has provided. He continues to provide. 